Remember when we were a little panicked about the front office moves and all the scouting changes and player development changes? Well, let's take a step back because the Nationals are actually doing something really good. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And I'm your host, Ryan Clare. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. While you're at it, make sure to search all podcasting platforms, including YouTube. Search Locked On Nationals and hit that subscriber button and as well as the notification bell. Later on in today's show, we're going to be talking about An upgrade that is coming to Nationals Park. This kind of happened a few weeks ago, but I think this actually affects all of us. And it's actually something the Nationals really desperately needed as this thing has aged as years have gone on at Nationals Park. I think it's a really cool thing. We're going to talk about that later on. Also, kind of going into this first segment as well, is that the Nationals, with these front office moves over the last few weeks, they're starting to lean into analytics a little bit more. And the reason why that is, well, I'll tell you a little bit later on. But let's start off in kind of discussing the splash move over this weekend. And this was a splash, in my opinion, when you're talking about multiple different things. When you hire guys from good organizations, this is always a good thing. So let's just rip that Band-Aid right off. Brad Ciola is the new senior director of amateur scouting, previously served as the Orioles' director of draft operations and has been with the organization since 2013. And this also kind of comes as Danny Haas was the scouting director from the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was hired here for the Washington Nationals to kind of oversee those operations. And now you have two guys that are set in stone coming from very successful organizations right now. Number one with the Orioles, which... If you haven't looked around, the Baltimore Orioles, while they are they are eliminated, they got swept by the Texas Rangers, that organization and the way that they have really just kind of turned things around over the last decade has to do with a lot of their drafting. So when we get into all of this, let's start with Brad Seolik, because in my opinion, this is the guy. This is going to be the guy that's going to turn this ship around. And when you talk about the Nationals, And one thing that they have not done particularly well over the last decade plus, that is drafting. And in particular, when it comes to the first round, kind of overseeing a lot of different things. Mike Rizzo, he's kind of been the guy who he has this traditional scouting form, doesn't really, or at least the the hype around Mike Rizzo has always been, he doesn't really buy into all the analytics not the way that Baltimore Orioles do or name that organization that is really heavily invested in it like the Tampa Bay Rays. Well, now, these two weeks and the last two hirings that the Nationals have made with Danny Haas and as well as now Brad Seolik. I could be botching Brad Seolik's name, by the way. I just couldn't find a pronunciation for him. But this is a turn in really of what this organization needs to be done. Because if you talk about the Nationals and over the last really six, seven, eight years, even back in 2019. The Nationals have never been this heavily invested in analytics. Last offseason, 
all the talk around town was that the Lerner family, they were actually putting money into analytics and getting all these different saber metrics that is capable for low A Fredericksburg. And every organization now, every minor league team in this national system is really up to speed when it comes to analytics. Well, now, not only do they have that going for them, which, by the way, was past due. This is something that should have been done quite some time ago. But now you actually have someone who's a young, really bright-minded guy coming from a Baltimore Orioles organization in which he ran the draft for. And you may be asking, well, how have their drafts turned out? Well, his first ever selection was making the decision to go Jackson Holiday over Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones was the number one prospect in that MLB draft class. Well, he decided to go a little bit of the cheaper route and go Jackson Holiday. And you may ask, well, how's Jackson Holiday? I'm just going to assume that you know. Number one prospect in all of baseball. Probably was going to, if in my opinion, should have made his ma- major league debut this year. Rose from low A all the way up to triple A in just one year as a 19-year-old. That is not something that you see all the time. So now you have all these different things kind of going in the Nationals way, kind of taking this analytics approach and really taking it and flipping it upside down in which this organization has not done in quite some time. The organization as a whole, Mike Rizzo, I love him. I love Mike Rizzo. But the one knock has always been about the MLB draft and also analytics. Those things kind of coincide together in my opinion. Because when you talk about different things and how teams approach drafts, you're alluded to like a certain slot, a certain draft pool of money that you have to spend on that draft. The way that the Baltimore Orioles have done it, and Brad Seolik as their kind of head of the draft, you could say with the Baltimore Orioles the last few years, he's cut deals with a lot of different guys over the last few years, Jackson Holiday being one of them. Uh, Heston Kerstad a few years ago, another guy, one of those calibers, you could say. The Nationals don't really do that, in which it's not like it's not something that you have to do to be this smart analytical organization, but a lot of teams do this so they can get a lot more talent back in the later half of the draft, whether it be Gunnar Henderson, in which the Orioles signed above slot in the second round a few years ago, and look what he's turned out to be. It's happened a lot in a lot of different circumstances, as well as I mentioned with Jackson Holiday who took a little bit less money to go number one overall compared to what Andrew Jones would have gotten at number one. The Nationals are starting to do these really smart decisions in which have kind of been past due, in my opinion, because when you talk about the thing, we've all talked about it. We've all covered it. The drafting over the last few years, especially in the first round, has not been up to par. So it's like I think about this move and what is going to come from it. Is Brad Seolik going to be running the draft alongside Danny Haas, who, by the way, coming from the Arizona Diamondbacks organization and what they have done over the last few years, in particular with the draft, Corbin Carroll, Jordan Lawler, all these different guys that are helping them right now. These are big things. These are big deals for this organization to do. Because just last week and two weeks ago, we were talking about how this could be a disaster to cut the scouting department, to really gut the front office, to to gut everything, really. Because the Nationals were still trending upwards even after having a losing season. You saw the potential. You saw the different things in the farm system that you could say, I believe in this process. But all of a sudden, that just kind of got ripped away 
And we're all kind of wondering, well, is this going to be a budget decision? What is going to happen from here on out? Well, I think the answer is pretty clear here. Number one is that the Nationals, they're starting to kind of wiggle their way around this analytics hole. They're starting to kind of change their mentality going forward, in which was a much needed thing, by the way. Because the Nationals, they did fall behind over the last decade. They just did, whether it be their scouting or Mike Rizzo as a GM as a whole. And when I say fall behind, I don't really mean that they're doing bad at their job. But what I mean is that they just fell behind in the analytics and they fell behind in the game. Well, now they're starting to catch up, and I think that's starting to really change their whole mentality as a whole, as we've seen with the last two hirings that they're making in the front office. Because you're hiring guys from, number one, outside the organization, in which we haven't really done all too much throughout our career. In fact, it's kind of rare to see this poaching that could be going on, especially from the Baltimore Orioles. From what I heard, I believe Andrew Golden reported this from the Washington Post, is that Brad Siolik is going to get a pretty big pay raise. Actually, it could have been Talk Nats over on Twitter who reported that. Sorry, I can clarify that a little bit later on. But this is a big deal. This is a really big deal for this Nationals organization. And in my opinion, I just did not really expect for them to come up with this and really kind of take this foundation and kind of put it up a notch just because of what we have seen. I can't really trust this organization, and really the ownership as a whole to make these smart decisions because everything over the last few weeks, it just felt like the walls were caving in on us. In fact, that's not the case whatsoever. They are making these smart decisions. They are investing in the analytics from what it sounds like. And as well as the Nationals and Mike Rizzo as a whole, this whole entire organization seems to be on the upward trend. And seeing these moves gives me so much encouragement for what's to come, especially in this rebuilding process, especially for the MLB draft and whatever else may be coming down the line for this Nationals team. There's a lot to like from this right now. So much, in fact. But now, it's time to come together. But also, this is, we kind of talked about it a little little earlier, but a change in mentality for the Washington Nationals. I'm going to kind of talk about that and really what I think about the change in mentality and kind of how it's going to really improve this national system as a whole, the organization, and really everything that comes from it. But before we get into that, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. And guys, when I tell you about Game Time, I want you to know that when you go to games last minute, whenever it is, wherever it may be, if it's a comedy event, a theater, whatever it is, Go to game time and they're going to get you with last minute killer deals, all in prices. And also you get your chances to view your seat from the app in which no other app allows. And they're also, it's the best price guaranteed and game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets because of all those things combined. That's why I want you guys to go and try game time because when I go to Capitals games or Wizards game or whatever it may be in Washington, D.C., I open up game time last minute and I check the flash deals, the zone deals and last minute tickets that get you those deals. And you also have views from all your seats in the venue and lowest prices always guaranteed. And there's event cancellation protection in case anything comes up last second. So I want you guys to experience that just like I have. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time and download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. 
create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And now we get into it as the Nationals are getting a little mentality checkup. We kind of talked about this a little earlier, but it means a lot. This and what has happened over the last few weeks, it started off as kind of a disaster, for being honest. All the reports kind of floating around about how this could be a budget cut, and maybe at the end of the day, they are probably saving money. I don't really know, but I know that I like what they are doing. And the reason why I like what this national team is doing is because it feels as if they've kind of looked themselves in the mirror, checked from head to toe and say, what is wrong with me? When you talk about the Nationals and what they haven't done over the last few years, number one, they haven't been able to lock up their superstars. Okay, that was not fixed overnight, and that will not be fixed overnight. Move on to our next issue. Number two, you have drafting issues. Whatever it may be, again, I love Mike Rizzo. He is the president of this team. I feel 100% confident in Mike Rizzo, even after all the draft issues. But that is still an issue with this team and Mike Rizzo as a whole. We have not been able to hit in the draft for whatever reason. Whatever it is, Carter Keyboom did not do well. Eric Fetty, who, by the way, is killing it overseas right now, did not do well. Mason Denneberg probably won't make it out of the minors at this point. Jackson Rutledge, he looked good in his few starts, but even then, he was supposed to be something a lot better than what he was. You haven't been able to get the most out of your top picks and your top prospects and your top guys in your organization, including a lot of different guys over the over the years. We can talk about them all, but there's not enough time to do that. All that stuff, in my opinion, while it may just be a scouting flaw, it may just be whatever that issue is that you can just pinpoint. Maybe it's just injuries and getting unlucky, but it's tough to get unlucky for really over a decade. It just is. Especially when you see teams like the Braves, the Dodgers, the Orioles, whatever organization out there that continues to put out their draft picks and do them well, the Nationals have not been able to do that in quite some time. And yes, they did trade away a lot of those guys. They trade away Dane Dunning and Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, Blake Trinan at one point. They've traded all, all these guys away that you could say, well, look at them. Look what they have done. Absolutely. Robbie Ray, including him back in the Doug Fister deal from almost a decade ago, from what it feels like. There's a lot of different things you can point at. But yes, that still stands true. The Nationals have not been able to really put this together. And in my opinion, it's been because of their lack in analytics. But I don't think that's going to be a lack there for anymore. I don't. I think these moves getting from the Arizona Diamondbacks, Danny Haas, getting Brad Seolik from the Baltimore Orioles, these two kind of young gun guys who are still proving themselves and are still on the ascent in baseball, I think this kind of goes to show you that the Nationals are making their way back into analytics. They're not allowing this game to pass them by anymore. In fact, they're catching up to the game. And yes, they still are behind, in my opinion, when it comes to analytics. But the fact is, They're making these smart analytical hires in which we have not seen in years past. Because when the Nationals decided to let go a lot of their different scouts and a lot of their area scouts, player development guys, whatever it is, 
I didn't really expect them to make these splashy hires. I expected them to probably promote from within and maybe just kind of fill those holes that way. But at this moment, they're making these smart decisions by poaching other organizations in which they're not just random Chicago White Sox guys. They're not just random name that organization that's not all that great kind of guys. These are guys that are going to be proven analytical guys who have done this job and have done it very well, in my opinion. Because when you talk about someone who is running the draft and really who's now the senior director of amateur scouting with the Washington Nationals, Brad Seolik, this is someone who, in my opinion, could be a GM someday. If, if not, he's going to be in the Nationals GM, in my opinion. That's for a different conversation for a different day. But this is the kind of guys that the Nationals just hired, in my opinion. These are the guys who are going to be kind of at the ascent of this organization and really lifting and getting the most out of their farm system. Because the Nationals, they have a top-heavy farm system. You have a lot of talent. With those high draft picks, with the Juan Soto trade, you got a lot of different things going for you right now. But it's also kind of a house of cards farm system, in my opinion. And you may say, whoa, 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 like, what is that about? Well, the reason why I say it's a house of cards kind of farm system is it's very top-heavy. When you look at the Nationals, it's Dylan Cruz, Brady House, James Wood, Robert Hassel, Cade Cavalli. Other than that, once you kind of get down the line there, it falls off just a little bit. We're not built like the Baltimore Orioles in which Brad Ciolek helped do and do a tremendous job at, by the way. It's not really like the Houston Astros back in the day, even just a few years ago. It's not really like the Los Angeles Dodgers right now, where you can see their 27th best prospect is carrying a 1-5 ERA down in AAA. It's not really like that at this moment in time, but the Nationals can still get there. And I think these hires and really the change of mentality, investing in analytics and continuing to see these guys grow and grow and grow. I think that's going to be a huge thing for this Nationals team and a huge thing for this organization as a whole. Because again, this has been an issue in Mike Rizzo's game over the last few years. This has been a really knock on him over the years. As we kind of said, The Nationals, they had to look themselves in the mirror here over the last few weeks in particular and say, what are we missing? Obviously, you're missing that superstar out in the outfield right now. You're missing a couple different things. You're missing a starting pitcher. But outside of that, and really how you build a foundation and how you build this team in the front office or as the coaches go, whatever it is, where are our holes? And our holes, in my opinion, it always starts at the top. And the Nationals, they looked at themselves in that mirror and said, we need to get this revamp front office going. We need to get younger guys, young analytical minds, someone who has had success in other organizations. And not only just success in other organizations, these are two guys that have helped rebuild these teams. The Arizona Diamondbacks, they're in the NLCS. That starts tonight in Philly, by the way. The Baltimore Orioles, while they got swept by the Texas Rangers, The Rangers are up 1-0 in the ALCS right now. These are great teams that we just got really key analytical front office minds that are going to help make big-time decisions in the draft or international scouting, whatever it is. It's really unclear what their roles are going to be at this moment in time, but if I had to bet 
Brad Ciolik, he's probably going to be the guy to really run the draft of this Nationals team. He's probably going to be the guy to really dig deep and get into scouting guys and get to know them and all the different things out there, and which he has done very well at, by the way. So there's still a lot to talk about, and there still are some holes in this system, and in really particular the front office, but still. I've been kind of crying and bitching and moaning over the last few weeks about the player development, the front office, the scouting, but not today. This is good. This is really good, in fact. Because when you talk about the Nationals, again, for the millionth time, their thing that wasn't up to speed was number one analytics and number two, getting the right guys in place. And with the Nationals in particular, this is kind of my my own little drawback with this team, with Mike Rizzo or whoever this falls on. I've seen them kind of higher within, and that's fine and all. But even then, we all know this farm system and these prospects that the Nationals really haven't been pushing out over the last few years kind of falls on them also. So I like the fact that we're going outside the organization and hiring guys who have done it before and also giving them a nice little raise in the process as well because I can't complain about this anymore. They went outside the organization and they're getting these analytical guys to really kind of push this team into a postseason run, maybe in 2024 and beyond. That is the kind of thing that this Nationals team hasn't been able to do over the last few years. And you're now starting to make that and really see this change and come into fruition and all the different things out there that just get me happy. And if you're a Nationals fan, you should be thrilled with the moves over the last few weeks here. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, later on, we're going to talk about this Nationals upgrade that is coming. And also, I'm going to get a World Series prediction in as we have the NLCS starting tonight. And the ALCS already started yesterday, but still, I got a prediction to make. I'll get to the prediction at the end. But next, here comes the Nationals Park review. Because the Nationals, they have an upgrade coming to Nationals Park. And I think you guys want to hear about it because I think it's cool. And I think the Nationals should do this probably for some other things as well. I'll talk about that. But before we talk about the upgrades coming to Nats Park. Let me tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. And October baseball is back, everybody. And you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Maybe tonight you want to go against and bet against the Philadelphia Phillies and hammer down on the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm not going to lie. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Arizona Diamondbacks on the run line tonight against those Philadelphia Phillies. Why don't we just go together? Nationals fans, we unite. We are Diamondbacks fans for the next few games or weeks. Whatever it is, we're rooting for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I want you guys to help yourself bulk your pockets just a little bit more so head over on fanduel.com slash locked on right now step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed make sure to make every moment more with FanDuel the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball now let's get into it as the Nationals in Washington DC the city have come together and they have agreed to finally Finally, 
get a new scoreboard at Nationals Park. And some people may not be a stadium nerd the way that I am. I'll I'll just kind of tell you about this real quick. I love stadiums. I love ballparks. I just like it. I like to see how teams invest into them and how really kind of you can make it unique to your own team. Well, the Nationals over the last few years, back when the stadium opened in 2009, the talk around town was a scoreboard. It was the scoreboard and how big it was, how nice it looked, all these different things about it. It was just a really nice thing. Well, as parks opened up, as Marlins Park opened up, as all these different stadiums have opened up since then, including Yankee Stadium and uh, over the last few years, Trues Park, City Field got a new scoreboard. That scoreboard that we all raved about back in 2009 quickly aged. And I mean quickly aged. When you look at that scoreboard, not only was it kind of sun bleach, it was just kind of an eyesore. And also, do you guys remember that curly W clock that used to work back in the day? It just stopped working someday, and no one has ever fixed it since. Now, this is not on the Lerner family. Let's just say this right now. The Nationals do not own Nationals Park. It is owned by the city. The city, the tax holders, you and I, we own Nationals Park, figuratively. So they couldn't just throw in money, in my opinion. They couldn't just throw their money at this and say, here's $15 million for the scoreboard. Let's get a new one. I'm sure they probably could have, but they don't own it. So I understand as to why they never did. Well, the city has come together and they have agreed to put in a new scoreboard that will be ready by opening day in 2024. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if it's going to be a new, improved, bigger, smaller, more spacious, whatever it is. The Nationals, they needed this. They needed a new scoreboard in which if you kind of look at it from different angles, and if you notice when you take up your phone and try to take a picture of the scoreboard, All of a sudden, you can't really take a picture of it because the screen technology is not up to date. And at times when the sun is shining on that thing, and if you're sitting in the right field terrace or whatever you are, you can't even see the scoreboard from the side of it. And that's not usual. If you go to other different stadiums, all these things are really up to date. All these different things with the organization in which a lot of teams do own the stadium, but others like the Nationals, like the Baltimore Orioles, do not. That is owned by the city or the state or whatever it is. In this case, it's owned by Washington, D.C., the city. So now, the Nationals, they're getting a new scoreboard. I'm kind of excited for it. But here's what I kind of hope it is. I hope it's a different look. Give me something newer. Give me something fresher. It's not a knock on the Nationals Park scoreboard, because at the end of the day, it's a scoreboard. Who really cares? But still, it's an upgrade that's needed to be happened. So kind of along these lines, an upgrade that I would like to see. Now, this could be asking a little bit much because I don't know how big of a project this would be. But you guys know after, if you look at any stadium right now, whether it's Truist Park, Yankee Stadium, Target Field, all these nice, really big stadiums, Camden Yards also. If you notice, they have like these blinking lights, like if you hit a home run or if you get the win, or if it's a pitching change and you're trying to intimidate the opposing team. They have these blinking lights, and all those are LED lights nowadays. Well, Nationals Park, they don't have these capabilities at this point. It would just be a nice little cherry on top if the Nationals and if the city of D.C. can kind of come to an agreement to get that also up to date. Because Nationals Park, 
I've always felt this way, and I'm sure you guys are biased just like myself. I like Nationals Park. It's not really talked about enough, and really when it comes to these baseball cathedrals, you don't really see people hyping it up and say, oh, that is an environment that you always want at any ballpark. Well, when the Nationals, when they're good, Nationals Park is bumping. It is bumping. And also, I think it's a great place to watch a ball game. I think the Navy Yard is a nice little area. I think there's a lot of different things that Nationals Park has to offer. I think there's some things that make it a little bit unique to this team and to this experience as a whole. But I think there are some improvements that could be made because it seems kind of crazy, but I think Nationals Park is entering its 15th season. I think it might have just finished it as well if my math is right. But it's starting to get a little older. And you're starting to see a little bit of rust and a little bit of leakage or whatever it is around Nationals Park in which they can probably tighten it up a little bit and make it just a little bit nicer. Put a little lipstick on that thing. So all that said, that's really cool the Nationals are doing that. In my opinion, it's kind of been a little past due for this Nationals team. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. Every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, on tomorrow's show, the season breakdowns will continue, so you will want to make sure to tune into that show as we'll be breaking down some key Washington Nationals, what to expect from them moving forward, how was the 2023 season for that particular national. You're going to hear about that on tomorrow's show. But of course, watch some postseason baseball tonight. And my prediction for that, I said I would have a prediction. I got my prediction. The Astros are down one nothing right now in the ALCS. That's cute. Astros in six. I do not believe in the Texas Rangers. And in fact, I don't want to believe in them because I don't think they could handle the Philadelphia Phillies if they were to make it past the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, with that said, Astros in six. I have them in the World Series. And on the other side, the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm rooting for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I want them to win. There's a lot of different things as to why I won. Number one, Bryce Harper. Number two, Trey Turner. Number three, Kevin Long. Number four, Kyle Schwarber. All the former Nationals. I don't want to see them win. I only want to see them happy here. That's stupid. I understand. But I need this National. I need the Diamondbacks team, rather, to really just grab the bull by the horns and dominate this series. Now, with all that being said, the Philadelphia Phillies are a very good team. They're good. They're really good, in fact. I got the Phillies winning in six, just like I have the Houston Astros. And again, it's going to be Astros-Phillies for the second straight year, which sounds so simple, and no one probably wants to see that for a second time. That's what I got. Astros-Phillies meeting up in the World Series. Even after the Astros being down one nothing. I see them getting the job done. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day. And of course, on tomorrow's show, the season breakdowns continue. And after that, I'll catch you on the flip side.